So I'm keeping this, uh, I think, rather short. I'm using the microphone again since ages. Since ages, I've been a month gone. I'm back. I'm home. I'm home. And there's a lot that I learned about how to be more myself by being alone. Um, how I was eating, how I check my stuff when I check it, how I give my attention to things for the times that I can, how it's so important to find joy in the things that you're doing on a daily basis, to find that joy, to bring it out again. And I think like when I do enjoy my writing, I'm writing better, you know? Um, and what's the point of a life if you don't find real joy and wonder? So that's the real lesson, you know, if there's anything. And then just silence and breath practice. I've been doing crazy breath breathing exercises. Um, really different retentions, different lengths of breath, uh, different exhales. For 20, 25 minutes, I'm following like these programs and it's insane what you can reach with your breath. So I can't even describe it. I've been doing some exercises for my lower back because that's, you know, injured. Um, it has been getting better. I've been getting better. And I'm trying to eat reasonably throughout the day and keeping track because I don't want to just um, get bored from working and be like, oh, now is the time for a meal because all I have to do is get off my desk and go to the kitchen and I'm there. Uh, when I was at the lake house, I had to literally leave the the tree house and then go under um on the first floor and it's outside you know how to cook outside there's wind there's rain but you're covered there's mosquitoes there's you know so if it's too like at some point it was too late and i thought it was like really dark outside and really like rainy and i just didn't go out and eat even though i was hungry so you had really like a barrier <laughs> to every time you wanted to make a meal, you know, uh, which is interesting because it keeps you ch really in check of, oh, now I'm really going to go eat. So that's like, that was really powerful. Uh, I see that I don't have that now. Uh, so I have to just be conscious. And I've, try I've been trying to compare, you know, now that I'm back. I, I The first days when I was at the lake house, I was a bit, um, I didn't have so much ease in me. I was thinking about how I would like to be spending time with people, doing this, doing that. But then that really faded away. And then I was just where I was, you know, um, drinking water, waking up, uh, brushing my teeth, waking up to myself, you know, waking up to this treehouse, this lake in front of it, the sun shining through the windows, me in the sheets. Um, it's all wood, it's all wood, it's all wood, and there's just this constant sound there, that buzz um, for mosquitoes, and it's just like, it was all really lovely. Um, and then I'm here, so I'm trying to compare, like, how was I eating there, because somehow it just really worked, you know, how I was eating, how I was moving. So on uh, the day before last, I woke up and it was sunny. I didn't count on it being sunny, you know, I just got up, I meditated, and without thinking about it too much, I just went outside and started running, you know, in the field in front of the house. Back and forth, jumping side to side, uh, some squats, a push-up or two, but generally just moving, just making sure I'm moving, I'm moving, I'm moving, I'm moving, I'm moving. And 
that in itself, just the movement, not that I exhausted myself, not that I damaged enough muscle for it to heal and become stronger and, and bigger. No, just that I woke up and moved. I had such an incredible day that day. I was so awake throughout all of it. It's insane. So there's, there's just such an insane power to, to moving your body, stretching in the right ways. Um, so I've been doing that. And it's so important to find the right stretch for you, the right movement you like for you. And like for me, it's really important to open up my hips because of the back injury. And I like uh, jumping around uh, like side to side. I don't know how to call it other than you're jumping sideways. <laughs> and I was doing circles and then going on the ground, all fours, getting my knees close to the ground, feeling how my wrists are, the pressure through them. I've been doing these uh, chest opening uh, stretches where I hold my hands behind my back and keep keep like my chest, you know, open and my arms, you know, crossed behind my back and trying to pull straight to the ground. Uh, feeling my neck, stretching my neck left and right. And I just feel like how that opens up and it's just like five minutes a day. Um, and I've just been like that one month, I've just been consistent and just doing like things that are, I think, good for me. I've been reflecting a lot on the journal, but instead of just um, writing down random thoughts, I was actually putting the date, putting a title to what I'm going to write. So thoughts about sister, thoughts about a roommate, um, whatever happened to me, whatever I'm feeling, I would put a title I would put above the title the location I'm writing this in and a time the time that I wrote this in so 2 p.m. 10 in the morning whatever and then I start writing or sometimes I wrote and then put a title after you know it's fine but that's what I was doing so I wrote a hell of a ton of stuff just that's just inside of me so I just feel a lot you know calmer crazy calmer as a person you know uh so the first few days i journaled a lot just wrote down seven six pages eight pages of, of what i think about this or that because i was going through a lot you know with the family and coming back and myself and everything so then you see when you wrote it where you wrote it when you reflect on it again and read it again and how long it took to write you because often I was also writing uh, when I stopped writing. So I started writing at 2 p.m. and I wrote a page and at the end I'd put 2.05, you know, for that reflection. Sometimes you daydream midway through so it might be 2.13 instead of 2.05 and whatever. But you know like more about the space in which that constriction that you're putting down on paper is happening and I think there's so much value in that I've learned a lot about writing a novel or trying to isolate myself for one um, because you're never really isolated you're still in your head you're still in your, your attention you're thinking about everything still you still have to move you still have to breathe you still have to you still have to do a hell of a lot of things because you're still alive you know but also there's such a minimization of all the things you think you need to do You're, you just have to do way less um, so I know it's a good day if I spent this amount of time maybe working on Vernon the book or, or that I read this or that I 
on some days I didn't want to write at all. I just found the book I found nice, and I would read read it all in, in like one sitting. So so that was a great experience because you need the words, you need the perspective, you need the feelings, you need the you can't be really writing if you're not reading. So best to find reading material that suits what you're writing um, and the flow that you want to write in and just read that. So I was reading a lot, um, breathing exercises. I don't, I might have mentioned it already, but I was doing like crazy breathe, breathing exercises that made me feel, I think I did mention it, but it made me feel like, I'll say it again and again, like, wow, how just sitting with breath, not just meditating, you know, not just trying to bring your attention back to just being aware of actually your attention drifting and that awareness put attention back in on itself and then see that, oh, um, I'm here. Uh, like with breathing exercises, you could try to note your attention's escape uh, because attention, I've come to feel more and more like it isn't something that you do or force. It's something that is really there. And you just try and train it to stay in places more and more often, you know, than other places, I think. Um, so, yeah, you do the breathing 25, 30 minutes and your entire body is just doing this one thing of unison and holding and breathing for different amounts of, amounts of time and it just aligns your mind and body in a really interesting way. And what your lung wise capable of doing is, is insane um, yeah I was about to choke on meat when I was alone I had cooked meat that was a bit too rough hard to chew and I swallowed half of it and half of it stayed at the top of my throat and I was alone 9pm uh, in the lake house so I, I didn't panic so much. I just immediately started acting, you know, uh, put my hand right down through my throat and I held that piece and I pulled it from my throat, like literally. And as soon as I pulled it, I lost it and it went back. And I was like, in that second it was going back, I was like, I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm going to die. And I didn't die. It went and went completely through and followed the rest of the piece it was attached to you know so it just went through my I don't remember what it's called esophagus so it went through my esophagus basically into my stomach, but it, I didn't feel like I swallowed it. It was pulled down, you know, by other food, um, by the rest of the meat. And it didn't, like, it didn't go down my lung tract, my trachea. I see it in front of me. And that's, that's good, because that's where you really choke, you know, and die. Uh, but I didn't panic, you know, I was just like, at the moments afterwards, I had to, like, breathe for a few seconds and be like, okay, I'm alive. <laughs> that happened. Why did it happen? How could I have avoided it? What could I have done to actually save myself if I was actually choking? And I would have immediately thrown rocks at the neighbor's house and windows and started running to them, you know, and knocking on their door. 
But I also felt really, really strangely and, and nicely as the food was stuck in my throat that I could still breathe a little bit and that if whatever happened, I could reasonably and calmly, hopefully, <laughs> I really don't want to be in the situation any, any more than I need to be. But I could be, uh, I could hold my breath for a while, you know, so it would be fine. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd manage to get to the neighbor's place probably in time, you know. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, like, there's a lot of benefit to breath practice. Wim Hof isn't the only breath practice. You don't have to hyper asphyxiate yourself to get any benefit. You can just take, like, really deep, rich breaths. And that's just insane, you know. So that's one primary thing I'm I'm grateful for. But what really stayed with me was when I was coming back from Poznan to, to here. And one of the things is just how much people, how many people there are everywhere. There's so many people everywhere. They all look different. They all sound different. They all vibrate, move different. Like when I say vibrate, I'm not saying like they're zzzing at whatever frequency. I, it's like how they bob their head when they look at something. You know, some people look, move their head left and right quickly to look at something. Others are slower. Others don't look at all. How you walk, how you move your hands and feet and arms and legs and all of that. And I was so sensitive, you know, to all of it. Uh, whether it's a beautiful woman I saw when I was passing through the mall trying to get to the to the bus I had a lot of change and I wanted to buy a bracelet and I spoke to this girl and just the fact that there's this person having like really intense eye contact with me joining me in this thing was like felt like a very intense thing you know I was like really alone for a month uh, I saw some people I went to the supermarket I had some conversations but it was all very minimal you know it was all really minimal like really minimal so you come back into it, I take the bus, I get back home, I get off, and I'm, I'm taking the train. So I had to wait like a few minutes for the train, and just seeing all these people pass, all of them different, so many, so many, so many. And your head, my head, is like looking at this person, now, now they're gone, oh, this person went into this train, oh, now they're gone. All these worlds, all these like, you know, their, their entire mental constructs these people that are walking and and they have their own everything and it's just a lot and part of me wants to breathe all of it know all of it and understand it and and you know this person and that person and uh, it's all passing by and i could talk to all of i could go up and say something but how how much is that actually going to bring something consistent into my life you know of course i think i should maintain truth and in, in self and peace and silence inside and i could talk to some people i talked to an older woman because she needed help with uh, punching in her ticket she didn't figure it out and her older friend dropped her ticket so i pulled it up for her and like you're welcome I was like, oh, I did my good deed today. <laughs> and uh, I could have talked to this other dude who was right next to me. And more, I could have talked to so many people, you know, but I have like this huge suitcase. I have my backpack. And how many of these conversations are actually going to bring something 
substantial that isn't just uh, I spoke to this random person and nothing happened, you know? How much you carry of that with you, how much you let go. Yeah. So there was a lot of that. But then I just got home, you know, and then I talked to my housemates and I was just to explain to him what I was going through. Like, man, you have all of this stuff going on outside all the time and you're a part of me happened to feel like afraid of missing out all summer you know these people or that people maybe i'll meet someone cool but like the only people i really care about meeting are the people that are really trying to strive towards a better truer version of themselves of the world of all of that you know and those people i want in my life i have a good amount of those people in my life and i really want to keep going down that path so I get to find more people like that and also help other people on their path to get to that, you know? So I don't need to be out in the street talking to random people to to make friends to just convince someone to love a random stranger because to them I'm a random nothing. I care about me knowing me, about finding myself, writing, see that I'm focusing on, on the good things. And in on that path, in that journey, with randomness, with my openness, with my capacity for silence and stillness, see what happens, you know? And I think that's a much nicer, truer way of approaching it. So yeah, I'm doing Vipassana uh, next week, starting next Tuesday. Today's Sunday, 3rd of October. It's 10.05pm. I'm going to Amsterdam on the 8th to see a friend of mine and then I am going to my cousin's place leaving my stuff there and then going to Vipassana for 10 days I'm really looking forward to that I'm really looking forward to the silence and the space of just really being there without need you know without thinking I have to do this or have to do that I reflected uh, on my last day in the lake house about how I really felt a good deal of silence when I knew I was going to leave. But while I was there, there was still a lot of noise in my head, I felt. You realize then when you see that distinction that it's really just in your head, even in both situations, because even if there's a lot of noise happening, you can still somehow get into the mental state of being like, there is no noise, somehow. Um, I reflected on how maybe next time I'm in a similar situation, I would write about what I think this month should be for me. But I only really know what this month was for me now, you know, um, after coming back, after having have lived that, seen it every day, where my attention goes, where, because I was trying to write, you know, I was trying to think about stuff. I was trying to ask myself questions. Uh, one thing I developed is starting a notebook, uh, or part of a notebook specifically to thoughts and reflections on the story where you ask these kinds of questions that are on your mind. So I asked all of those questions, released a lot of tension in me, relaxed me a lot, really helped. Um, I'm grateful for that. I think the podcast is a good chance to always get in touch with and align on the things that you know and the values that you say. What you say is really important, you know. And the more and more I do this, the more I realize that. It's just interesting how it's becoming more and more personal, right? 